This weekend retreat, Unbound Freedom in Christ, was given by Father Gary Coulter and Matt Simmons, August 28th to 30th, 2020, at Our Lady of Good Counsel Retreat House. These and other recordings are available at our website, goodcounselretreat.com. I believe the Lord has been preparing us for this retreat. His grace is always ahead of us, preparing us in different ways. For example, as we open this retreat, God provided today's wonderful reading from St. Paul. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. We proclaim Christ crucified, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. We're here this weekend to experience this power of God. We come recognizing that we're in a spiritual warfare and this passage is a reminder we don't fight alone. Our weapon is God's power through the cross. He is the one who destroys the strongholds of the enemy, those patterns of thoughts and lies we have accepted, and submits them all to the truth. For some, this past week may have been one of great peace, prayer, and expectation. For others, there may have been trials and sufferings leading up to this retreat until I became the director of the retreat house eight years ago, I didn't realize how frequently this happened. This will be the exact week your kids get sick, you get called to work overtime, right? The car breaks down, you name it. Well, if you've experienced any attack, maybe it's because the Lord has some wonderful graces, healing and freedom in store that the evil done doesn't want you to receive. But we shouldn't blame all our trials and difficulties only on him. Because I know I cause plenty of them myself by my own sins. And we always need to recognize the Lord permits us to suffer because it can also help to expose our hearts. He might help us see our anger, impatience, fear, or whatever deception is keeping us enslaved. Sometimes when we suffer, our thoughts do not align with God's word, and we start thinking things like, God has abandoned me. I thought he was supposed to deliver me. Jesus, where are you now? And sometimes I might get distracted thinking there's this big devil out there, and he's on the loose, and we live in fear. Well, we're here this weekend to recognize all those lies for what they are. We're not here to give the evil one too much credit. For we know God is the one who is at work, even bringing good out of difficulty and evil. He is the one who frustrates the designs of the enemies, and God's plans are never thwarted. As Matt said, if there is a lot of new information for you this weekend, that's okay. The most important thing is you listen to what Jesus wants to say. What's stirring in your heart? We want to be open to what God wants to do. What is he bringing to mind? Pay attention to what the Lord brings up, how the Holy Spirit is working. Then what the five keys of unbound call us to do is not focus so much on what has happened as if we're just replaying past memories over and over in our mind. No, the focus is on how we respond to what has happened. We can't change the past, 
but now we can bring God into those areas of our brokenness and our wounds. First to define what is unbound. Unbound is a way of prayer using five keys that empowers a person to open their hearts and respond more fully to Jesus' invitation to an abundant life. Unbound is essentially moving a person through a conversion experience. The five keys are repentance and faith, forgiveness, renunciation, authority, and the Father's blessing. This weekend, Mac Simmons and I will talk to you about these five keys and how they help empower you to experience freedom. You can experience that in an unbound prayer ministry session if you desire, but also take these keys with you as the weekend is a process. It's not just one and done. Use them in your daily life and prayer. Even use them to help others like a friend. This is an aspect I really like about Unbound. It has this way of empowering that you're taking back from what the enemy has done. And you can go forth knowing how to hold on to that freedom. As Matt explained, there are times for Unbound prayer ministry sessions. And if you're not ready for one though, there's also times to sign up for those afterwards. And even those online, our Unbound Leadership team would be happy to contact you and arrange a time to pray with you. Second, to define the word deliverance and what it does and doesn't mean, because it can suggest a lot of different ideas. Deliverance is what happened to you when you believed and were baptized. When you came to Christ, you were delivered from one kingdom into another Therefore, praying for deliverance is praying for a person to take hold of the full freedom they've already been given in Christ through baptism. For example, if you've believed the lie that you're ugly, you can move from believing this lie to seeing yourself as God sees you, set free to see yourself as beautiful. Christ has a freedom for you. He died to give you this freedom. This is a very positive definition of deliverance as living your freedom in Christ. Unbound ministry focuses on persons, not evil spirits. It's not about the devil, it's about freedom. If the word deliverance has negative connotations and brings up images of the movie, The Exorcist, we're here to say deliverance is a good word. Deliverance is one of the great themes of scripture. Israel was freed from bondage from Pharaoh and brought into the promised land. This is Israel's identity, their story. They didn't try to hide or minimize the fact that they were once slaves. Indeed, they celebrated every year at Passover. We were in bondage and the Lord delivered us. Their identity is not as slaves, but rather their identity is as God's chosen people. And Jesus is the fulfillment and completion of this deliverance that was begun with Moses. We too have been redeemed and brought into a new identity as God's children. Colossians 1.13, he's delivered us from the domain of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved son. His story is now 
our story. As we have been delivered from darkness into light, we have been set free in Christ. Unfortunately today, many don't even realize the darkness they live in. Our sense of sin has been dulled. Many don't re recognize their need to be delivered or healed. But Jesus comes to expose the darkness. When Jesus commissioned the Apostle Paul to go preach to the Gentiles, he said in Acts 26, I'm sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Paul clearly knew what his task was to bring people out of darkness, out of that power of Satan, to bring them into the power of God, into the light. This is the spiritual warfare and battle we must not forget that we are in. By the way, there is a companion guide to the Unbound book. It's kind of this spiral bound. It has a different cover now. And it lists a lot of the scripture references. So if you ever want, you can get that book and, and then you don't have to write down all the scripture passages. Like 1 John 3, 8, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. John 8, 36, if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. To summarize, deliverance is not exorcism. Exorcism is a quite rare liturgical rite performed by a priest with the authorization of the bishop for a person who is possessed. And this is clearly present in scripture. Jesus gave the apostles authority to cast out demons. But what we're talking about on this weekend is the apostles' commission to evangelize. Not just to free people from evil spirits, but to transfer people from one kingdom to another, from darkness to light, as Paul was also commissioned to do. Thus, Neil Lozano says, unbound deliverance is not about the devil any more than the exodus is about Pharaoh. Exodus is not a story about Pharaoh. It's a story about the power of God. What's helpful for me about Unbound is simply this truth. You don't have to be afraid of evil spirits. This, of course, is what many books and movies do. They glorify Satan and his powers. They cause fear and nightmares. But Jesus comes to tell us, do not be afraid. Jesus has won the victory. And the demons are completely helpless and rendered powerless by him. And as you learned, if you read the book, the evil one has no authority unless we've given it to him. Only if we have opened the door can he come in. But now through Unbound, especially through those keys of renouncing the lies and taking authority, we're here to close those doors. We take back our authority and our freedom in Christ. Now, Neil Lozano gives some dramatic examples, but I only have one story to share, and that's my own. I initially approached Unbound thinking, I don't need healing. I don't have any dramatic, serious trauma in my background. But as I think may be fairly typical, 
Growing up, I didn't experience the fullness and reality of my father's blessing. Now, in case you know my parents, don't get me wrong, I had the best of childhoods and a loving family. I knew I was loved, but my dad was not very good at expressing that, either in words or affection. And while I can now appreciate the strict discipline and hard work ethic that he passed on, at the time, I just found him hard to please in his perfectionism. And this ended up shaping my view of God. The result was that I bought into the lie of thinking I had to earn my father's love, that I had to earn God's love. So even just a few days before my first Unbrowned Prayer experience, I had read the book, and I still didn't know where I needed to be healed. Well, thanks be to God, the Holy Spirit was at work. And so as we said, be attentive and listening to what he brings up. Maybe it's an image or memory that needs healing. In my case, I was praying with the first luminous mystery, the baptism of the Lord. And those words of the Father just spoke to my heart. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. This voice from heaven, as Jesus was being overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, was a powerful reminder for me of the truth. The Father loves you. He's pleased with you. You don't have to earn his love. Indeed, it's impossible. You can't earn his love because he already loves you. And the image given to me in prayer was that of resting my heart on the chest of Jesus like the Apostle John, just laying on his heart. And I was praying and experiencing God and asking him once more, for the last time hopefully, what do I need to do? But this time the response seemed so clear. I don't want you to do anything. You don't have to earn my love. I want you to be with me. And thus I learned to start, stop doing and start being, being with him, resting on his heart, to know the assurance of his love. Yes, I still have to listen to what he calls me to do, but it's changed. I strive to do all things in response to his love, in his love, with his love. So if you leave the weekend with nothing else, please know this, even if you sin, even in your brokenness, the Father is still loving you. After spending 40 years of my life, including the 15 years as a priest, trying to earn the Father's love, I was set free to receive the love he already had and wanted to give and was pouring out upon me. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. With you, I am well pleased. Matt Simmons might repeat this tomorrow, but it's worth hearing twice. The greatest lie of the devil is this. God is not a good father, and he cannot be trusted. In the Garden of Eden, the serpent deceived Adam and Eve about God's goodness. When they ate the fruit, they swallowed the lie. Their perception of God was distorted. They no longer saw him as a good father.
They no longer trusted him and their shame led them to hide in fear. This is the lie, the work that Jesus came to destroy, the power of the devil's lies, the work of the enemy who tries us to get to believe this lie and live enslaved in his kingdom. Unbound is about coming to know your own heart, but also learning the reality of the spiritual battle we're in and the tactics of the evil one. And a key to knowing Satan's strategy is simply knowing that he's the father of lives. Deliverance is about recognizing and breaking the power of those lives. Ephesians 6.11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Or as another translation puts it, put on God's armor to stand against his tactics. We're here to ask the Holy Spirit to help us see what are the devil's schemes, his strategies, his tactics he uses in my life. What false lives have I come to accept and believe about myself? The five keys are a means of evangelization, a way to apply the gospel to our life. Deliverance is coming to know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The devil wants to steal our freedom, and he does it through deception. He wants to keep us from seeing our sins so that we would never come to our deliverer, our savior, our Lord who wants to set us free and deliver us. He wants to set us free from big slaveries and small ones. For me, it was seeing those slaveries I lived with and become accustomed to the point I didn't even recognize that I was in bondage. I thought things were always this way. Too often we just cope with and live with these small slaveries, thinking we have to accept them as part of the pain in our lives. But no matter how long you've been in bondage, God comes to set us free. He wants to work in every area and place of your life. Finally, a great illustration of this is St. Augustine, the great fourth century convert, bishop, and doctor of the church whom we celebrate today. Augustine knew all too well the enslaving power of sin, especially those sexual sins and lusts which can submerge, engulf, and chain us. For 15 years, he had a mistress and even had a son, but never got married. In his early 30s, Augustine was attracted to the truth of the Christian faith, but struggled to give up his sexual pursuits. Even when he ended his relationship with his lover to prepare to marry a 10-year-old, he procured another concubine since he was going to have to wait two years until his fiancée got old enough. Augustine confessed he was a slave of lust, and his emotional bondage was not healed as he uttered his famously insincere prayer, grant me chastity and continence, but not yet. He feared what he would become if he gave up his carefree relationships. But it was only finally in coming to Christ that Augustine found grace not only to be liberated from the guilt of his past sins, but the grace that transformed his heart, his affections and actions, as he discovered the one who could satisfy the deeper longings of his heart. 
In his weakness and frailty, Augustine finally cried out to God. In humility and dependence, he looked to God to provide what he needed to break his old habits. And just as the Lord did for St. Augustine, he wants to do for us. He wants to free us and forgive us of our sins. But he wants to heal our wounds and to find that freedom that we can call upon in faith and repentance. God forgives, frees, and restores us in Christ Jesus, no matter our sin and shame. As St. Augustine wrote, how sweet all at once it was for me to be rid of those fruitless joys which I had once feared to lose. You drove them from me, you who are the true, the sovereign joy. You drove them from me and took their place. You who are sweeter than all pleasure, you who outshine all light, yet are hidden deeper than any secret in our hearts, you who surpass all honor, though not in the eyes of men who see all honor in themselves. O Lord, my God, my light, my wealth, and my salvation. You probably know the rest of the story. Augustine didn't end up getting married. After his baptism, he became a priest and then a bishop and one of the greatest preachers and theologians in the church's history. This weekend, we want to ask the Father to help us respond to his love. Father, open up our hearts to the work you want to do in us. Holy Spirit, reveal to us how we are beloved sons and daughters of the Father. Jesus, you are the Lord of life. We submit to your saving power and redemption. We ask you to come and set us free. To you be all glory and honor forever. Amen.